and welcome to the Non-Pro Show, where we bring internet arguments into a convenient audio form. I am your host, Al. I am joined once again by Kit. Hello. And Jen Yoko. Hi. And we're here to talk to you about conventions. Gosh, we really miss those things. It's been so long in the pandemic, and oh man, I, I just want to go out there and like, you know, experience people again and, you know, pay overpriced food. Ah, oh, like there was nothing wrong with them ever. They were always a lot of fun and nothing bad ever happened ever, right? No. Bad things don't happen at conventions. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. You okay? You, yep. you got a little okay. De- definitely. Got a little kashmuts in my throat. It's fine. <laughs> of course bad things happen at cons. In fact, that's what we're here to talk about. We're here to talk about our worst nightmares at conventions. To maybe quell the hunger that we have deep inside of us to go out there and socialize is remind ourselves of like, you know what? Not everything was always that great, was it? Yeah. Though for full transparency, I have one banger of a story, but I could not, in all of my time of going to conventions, uh, helping Al out vending, selling as an artist, uh, going all over the East Coast, I can only really think of the one really bad experience. Everything else is kind of like, you know... I find together. that so incredibly lucky because, like, I have yeah. like, very bizarre stories about Thundercat backwash and. Lost and all? Yeah. Uh, and me losing my temper at, like, someone at D&D. And just, like, a lot of really dumb things happen at conventions and a lot of things that, you know, we wish we couldn't remember. Uh, like, because me and so many people used to go to this local convention called DexCon. It was a role-playing convention. You know, you get around and everyone yeah. would, like, play D&D or, uh, you know, or whatever homebrew kind of uh, system was being pitched at the time. Non-Pro was famous for coming in there with games like Lady Blackbird and Primetime Adventures and stuff like that that we would try out. But one time, because I was so, like, a child in it, Huh. So having eh? like really genuine like six or seven year old playing D and D with like a bunch of teenager to like early twenty year olds, it was just really uncomfortable because it was we can't really joke or swear or do anything, and it was weird because there was a moment where my character had to seduce a goddess, and I'm like, what do I say? Because there's literally like a, a seven year old here, I can't say anything, and one person at the table was doing the weirdest combination of foods, which was eating mozzarella sticks with a big dollop of mayonnaise. Uh, uh, mm. so oh God, it's it like my weakness. Awkward, <laughs> it was just this awkward game all around where we were all stuck in this room together for at least two or three hours. And there's a woman <laughs> eating mozzarella sticks with mayonnaise and a six-year-old. And it was just this really uncomfortable game where I was then asked to seduce a goddess in the middle of the game. Like, I can't do this. Like, I gotta, like, I'm, I gotta leave, buddy. This is a claustrophobic moment for me. Like, it's yeah. like socializing wasn't really as great as it was all cracked up to be. Let's be real. Mm. Wait, are we, so to be clear on this, are we opening up horror stories to include not just, like, big, bad, weird encounters? We're like, as the kids say, cringe. Oh, absolutely. Cringe encounters. Yeah. Okay, because cringe stories. I got cringe stories. Oh, well, let's actually ah, yeah. hear all of those. Because, like, again, I, I'm starting us off with an off with an easy one here. We'll we'll yeah. ramp up into some into some worse yeah. ones. But if you got a cringe one, Kit, absolutely. What do you got? Yeah. 
Because, yeah, I'm trying to think. What's a, what's a good one kind of on? Because most of the cringy kind of stories I have are on par with that. Because you do, you get a lot of, when I think conventions and my excitement for them, a lot of it is about the socializing aspect. But there have been times where somebody will just linger that little bit too long. And it's fine if it happens just the once. Oh, it happens to me all, yeah. every but convention, no. every convention There's always, oh God, continue. I'm sorry. It's just, but. I'm getting flashbacks. <laughs> no, there's one specific guy. And I think Al, you may remember him. Oh, I remember. Um, I, I thought he was going to come up today, actually. <laughs> Y'all were few, ready. Uh, we got a few booth barnacles, you know, like. Yeah. Like, <gasps> That's what you call them? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, oh, I, I gotta. I, I'm stealing that one. Let me steal that one. <laughs> well, it's because I had I had a couple of them that would come up because uh, I started working alongside Al in part because I enjoy the vendor perspective of conventions a bit more than the being out and about and wandering around. Because oh, feel so like do that I. Get really boring. Yeah. So do I. And so I initially would do some cross dressing. Uh, and one of the big ones I would do is Chloe Price. And so that would get a lot of attention. Uh, and <laughs> we, for a couple years in a row, uh, cause people would recognize me and would come back to the booth and be like, oh my God, wait, I recognized you from last year. And so there were uh, the one guy that stands out the most to me, though he wasn't, he wasn't that bad, uh, was a dude that would constantly be, cosplaying as somebody from Homestar Runner and I knew nothing of Homestar Runner outside of the fact that like this guy was a character from that because oh boy. he was on the internet and every year a couple of times without fail he would come by the booth and be like hey you from last year and he was thoroughly convinced that I knew I, I was the one that was the cringe he was thoroughly convinced that I was like this deep rooted hardcore old school Homestar Runner fan and I, <laughs> oh. my, I just kept rolling these really great charisma checks uh, because he had no idea he was none the wiser <laughs> oh. <Gosh. laughs> but every time I would like see him coming up towards the booth I'd be like oh yeah you know I probably won't see that guy again and that's always when he would show up and it would be that moment of fear like oh no happens oh, to me please I need another nat 20 <laughs> gosh uh, this is such a real story because it's happened to me every i think every con not like the same person but i would either see someone similar at least uh if i go to the same con at least once or twice right mm -hmm. and it's like i don't want to interact with you thank you because those are the worst and again you get them regard when you're in a vendor situation because i think we've had never anything too bad but you would get the kind of guys that would just show up and would kind of talk your ear off and then you're you want to be polite to them because you're in a customer service situation even though it's at a con but no one else is really paying them any attention uh, yeah. so by being polite to them then they come back and then they see you at another con yep a couple of weeks later and then they're like, oh, yeah, let me stand in the middle of your booth, blocking everybody out and just keep talking. And then you see him at a con another couple of weeks later. And it just goes and goes in spirals until you kind of get to the point where, like, eventually they kind of get the hint and or coronavirus happens. And <laughs> <laughs> Dang. <laughs> but it's it's just it's horrible because, like, even though they don't know they're taking advantage of it, they're taking advantage of the fact that you can't leave. 
Like, you, yeah, you sort of have to be there. And it's definitely we've encountered people like this plenty of times. Like uh, Nate has this one guy who consistently comes by booth with like this TV head and is just convinced that no, 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 they're not just my friend. They're my best friend. And like hmm. Nate hates them. <laughs> Oh, is yeah. it like Lord Conti, or is he just a blank TV head? Because Lord Conti from uh... no, he's not a Conti. He's just a dude with a TV for a head. Uh, yeah. not, I don't think he's a specific character. Like he definitely isn't Conti. I think I've seen. Now, was it a black TV or a white TV? Black TV, I think. Oh my gosh, I, I I've <laughs> seen this person. They go, they go to, um, they definitely go to uh, some of the anime cons. And yep. I believe a furry con. And it's just, it's so uncomfortable. They're consistently trying to get Nate's attention. And like, as soon as at the moment where Nate is ducked under the table at certain points and just said, you take care of this. And as soon as I'm like, hey, can I help you? They're like, no, I'm good. Bye. Uh, like just sort of shuffling away. And it's like, oh yeah. God, this is so uncomfortable, dude. Why are you doing this? Because it's one of those things where in that particular case, it's clearly somebody who just doesn't know any better. And the only socializing he gets is at these conventions. But it's like, dude, you can't go out and like expect that of other people. Yeah. And then they get frustrated and upset with you when you're like, sorry, I'm turning away from the mic. Then they're like, I I, I don't understand. I, I thought we were, we were hanging out. Because let me bring up a, a quick story here. This is This is a mild one. Every time, okay, so now we're, we're going to go drifting into furry conventions. I'm a retired furry, uh -huh. so you all know. I'm just going to put it all out there so you guys can get perspective for the people out there. And Furry Week in Atlanta is a wild furry convention. Like, uh, it's got a lot of drinking, partying, you get to explore. I explored more most of Atlanta rather than being at that con in fursuit, and people would give you stuff. It was great. Gotcha. <laughs> the one day i don't put my fursuit on most of the time like i wear my fursuit and then the other half of the time if i'm selling i just don't wear it but the one time i don't wear my fursuit i'm wearing my sailor moon outfit i was just like you know what i want to be sailor moon today let's go and i had my hair all permed my hair was all long and straight and some people thought i was sailor mars but i was like no i don't have a sailor mars outfit this is what i got I didn't put my hair up or wear a wig. I was just walking around. Right. And furries, furries like that, we took pictures. Then this one nerd guy comes up. I'm, I'm going to say it, people, but he looked like a white Steve Urkel. He was a, you know. Did <laughs> <laughs> he have the overalls? And like, <laughs> I mean, so this, he, the, the, the button-up sweater? He had a button-up, like, sweater. And he had the glasses. And he had a haircut. That was very like over, well, yeah. he was skinny and he was short and he had a little acne and he had the big glasses and he was like, "Hey, you look, you look really, you look really pretty. Are you Sailor Mercury or something?" <laughs> and, and I was standing next to my guy Vincent. My guy Vincent is <laughs> is a tweet gay dude. He's always drunk at these cons. He doesn't care. I love Vincent, and I was like. I, ha I hate doing this, but I'm like, oh, I'm here with my boyfriend. Here he is. <laughs> uh, and he goes, oh, I, I didn't know, but still, you're really pretty. Can we talk? And I was like, I actually have to go to the bathroom. Excuse me. And I just stayed in the bathroom for a good 15 minutes. And I texted Vincent. And I was like, look, is he gone? <laughs> so, so I have a story where I absolutely did the opposite of what your friend did. 
Oh my gosh. Nate will never let me live this down. Uh, I love it though. Where we had a a guy, he was a young kid Mm -hmm. and uh, Nate looks younger than they are, uh, which is a shame. But clearly this kid was like late teens, early 20s. I had no idea they were talking to a person close to their 30s and was just trying to do their best to like be polite and sort of kind of be flirtatious, clearly not knowing what he was doing, but he was making the attempt. Like he wasn't being rude. It was just one of those things where like I'm stuck at the booth and I can't see anything to make you go away. So I'm just stuck here watching you fail to flirt with me. Uh, So I kind of walk by, like, checking in on things, and then I see, oh, man, two for one on Star Wars Black Series. Oh, man, I gotta go get those. So, like, while this is going on, I'm just kind of, like, I lean over, I, like, I kiss Nate on the cheek and said, all right, I'll be back. And unbeknownst to me, stares at me with, like, this forlorn look of, like, no, don't do this. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Nate should have texted you on the DL. And I was like, no, two for one Black Series, I'm out, bye! <laughs> so, like, you, so, like, you could see the light leave this kid's eyes as he's like, oh, 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 okay. And I've left Nate there at this point. Like, they're like, I, like I, they have to now console this child with, like, yeah, I'm sorry, I am dating this guy at this booth who I'm working with. <laughs> like, um hate to break that to you buddy uh don't know what else to tell you buy something bye and i just straight up left them and abandoned them to that and it was just like oh okay and he still stuck around because he was sad (laughs) you know and then he was looking to be consoled by the person that you know he finally realized oh so that's not gonna happen yep (laughs) dang it yikes Yikes a doodles. Uh, and I felt so bad when I came back with my like action figures and Nate was like, don't ever do that again. And I'm like, oh, I didn't know what I did. But Star Wars Black Series. Like, it was too Black Series. Uh, you know, Al, I would have done the same thing on accident. I like this just uh, I do ditzy things like that sometimes, too. Yeah. Like, see, because the thing is, I, I would like to say that I would have done the same thing, but I am so especially when it comes to uh, my girlfriend, I am so hyper aware of when someone, is, specifically when men are talking to her, uh, because she is in a perpetual state of panic at anime conventions. Yes. Yeah, yes. yeah she so, should. Yeah. You gotta be on so, your game. And she typically, she cosplays as like really cute characters like Uraraka and uh, Ada, and she's going to start cosplaying as Claire. Nice. And so she gets a lot of that nonsense. Um, so I'm so hyper aware on if somebody is talking to her, I pretty much know like, Hey, it's my job to interject. But like, if a girl's talking to her, then I'm always like, okay, whatever. And that's where she ends up having like the worst trouble. She can handle rejecting girls. That's fine. Uh, but no, she can. (laughs) Well, I mean, (laughs) we're going to go into more of that territory. Can I yeah, tell my I know you have tales about girls at cons? Go oh forward. gosh. So um another year at Furry Week in Atlanta, I my my buddies always try to hook me up with other girls. <laughs> and it never really it it doesn't how should I put it? They're like, oh, you should hook up with other girls. I don't I'm not that type of person. So it it never works out. I'm always like, wow, you're pretty. 
Anyway, have a great day. Walks away. <laughs> oh, man, I have a story about that too. Go ahead. Finish your story. Oh, yeah. So one day I was just frustrated. I was just like, where are the lesbians at? Where are they? Because at Furry Week in Atlanta, it is a gay boy con. It is like Mardi Gras for twinks and bears and forget the furry. Man, uh, you can you can call it what it is. It just sausage yeah. fest. It is. You know. It really is. There's like... 87% male and the rest is like maybe female, but I don't know. Anyway, so this it's a gray chick- area. Yeah. <laughs> gray area. So this chick comes out, she goes, I'm half lesbian. And I was like, uh, okay. And Good enough. What is yeah. that? <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, she she's pretty. She had green and purple hair. Um Part of me sensed something in her eyes was like a little off and we hung out for a little bit. I got to know her a little more and uh, she right off the bat told me that she's mentally unstable, doesn't work. She legitimately has, uh, she is on disability because she literally can't work with people um, and she has orgies constantly. And Well, clearly she can work with people then. I know. <laughs> I, 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 I mean, you are not wrong. Yeah, you're right. The thing is, as soon as she said all those things, my body shriveled up. Into, actually, it started to like shake. I was like, okay, something's up. So I, she's like, you should come back to my room with me. And, you know, you should check some things out. Come back to my room. She had a suite. She had a flipping big bed, balcony. I was like, if you're not working. Uh, she's there for the bone zone. Yeah, she really is. Right. And she, she had bad dragon toys all lined up. She was ready to get me. She was ready to get me and anybody else was in there. And she was like showing me the toys. She was like, try these out. I was like, oh, no, I, I, oh, man, my friend just texted. I got to go. I was like, I was sweating out of situation. If she had just, if she had started off with, hey, why don't you come up to my room and let's talk and like, bone zone and then like drop the baggage afterwards the main problem but thank god she did was dropping that baggage immediately <laughs> like she fell it spread all over the floor and she just went ah, there it is oh, i mean to be gosh. fair i think that's a good thing to do because like yeah you know to her credit she was like here's yeah. all of this ahead of time like so you know you know what you're getting into here yeah like i like absolutely she probably could have sealed the deal otherwise but it's nice that that she didn't really because you know you, yeah. you don't want to do that to people yeah but if it is i mean cuz i i know a bit about the like hookup the hookup culture at furry cons is kind of similar to the hookup culture at like kink cons uh, kink get-togethers yeah and it's kind of like if you are looking to it i mean i guess in her case she may have been hoping to establish a repertoire because yoko is a catch but <laughs> but if thanks you bro are, yeah but i mean listen if you are just looking for you know like some hoochie coochie at a con <laughs> one time one night stand never see never see that furry again 
that's a lot of baggage to drop on the table. <laughs> Listen, I had I had to dress up in my friend's other fursuit so I could just avoid her for the rest of that lifetime. Oh time. my god! Oh. Having to like, wear your friend's fursuit. Yeah, that's it was. Trash. It was. It was. <laughs> yeah. It was like the. I, I was scared to like encounter her again because she started getting. I, I feel so bad because I have the exact opposite story as you, where someone was trying. It desperately uh <laughs> to hook up yeah. with me and i was like in like a blank wall like i was just not gonna get it and i still won't i want to put this forward i'm still not gonna get it i'm not any better at picking up signals now than i was like two years ago uh we're at this one convention and another person who we know works at a booth uh selling like anime figures and, like pokemon like figurines and stuff like that and she's stopping by the booth and just kind of chilling out and talking with us and just sort of slowly but surely like moves me over to the side so that it's just us talking and like not the two other people that i have working at the booth my uh friend heather who's working with me and nate at the time so it's just them conversing with me just being like yeah and today's just been like it's been so stressful and so much and like i'm just gonna get this bottle of wine and just drink it all by myself in my room alone okay uh, you know <laughs> just you know it'd just be nice if i had some company or something you know it's like yeah wow yeah i can imagine god stop it oh. hurts for you say that because it's something i would do too oh. see and that's why to al's defense he is an equal opportunity miss miss the opportunity like it doesn't matter if you're man or woman or in between like it across the board he ain't picking up any of those signals no i'm not i I, i'm (laughs) never picking those up and like she was laying it on pretty well and i just was not getting it there's heather and nate like over there just like oh my god what is wrong with him (laughs) yeah people have literally took off their ginas and just put it in front of my face and i'd I'd be, I figured out why I have this issue. So thank God therapy is great. <laughs> but you did, you ha- you've had situations where a girl literally has it in your face and you're like, wow, she's really friendly. <laughs> I know. I just, I, I, I'm so oh, bad. So open about that, that's, that's my thing. Cause I've had very similar situations where I've just been like, oh, they're just being really open about it. Like they're just like, they're just being really comfortable. Yeah. But from the few instances where I've been in like staying in a hotel room for a convention with someone else and like another time where someone was hitting on me, but I guess it's convention related. And they're just like very clearly removing articles of clothing and I'm just kind of like not getting it. Like, oh, all right, well, whatever. It's like, I guess, you're just, I guess you're just really comfortable. Like, I guess yeah. that's fine. I'm glad that I'm, su- that, you know, they see me as such a good friend. Exactly. That's that exactly my taking their clothes. Oh, like, they know stop. I'm not going to look at them right now. Oh, <laughs> gosh. Yeah. Well, now I communicate more with people. The difference, like, no offense, Al, but like the difference between you and me now. I'm like, I ask people, I'm like, oh, dude, are you hitting on me? Or more like um i'm not sure what's happening or i'll tell them like look i really like you and i'm thirsty for you so you better make up your mind now before i start really hitting laying it on thick yeah i just tell people that now straight up this is your exit card you can either take it and play it right now or you're stuck yep yeah exactly (laughs) oh we're in this i'm like oops i bought you flowers and chocolate what are you gonna do about it it's your problem (laughs) oh no So we have like we have failed romances at at convention, like for lack of a better term. Uh, like what other like terrible things like do we often encounter? Oh, Kit, do you have anything I, from uh, your stories? I can. I do have some uh, cosplay mishap. Oh, uh, 
Oh yeah. In the sense of not like not like any like nip slips or anything. But so pretty much like my biggest costume that I have done uh, was a Resident Evil Two remake Leon cosplay, and I did it based on the first demo. Like when when the demo came out. So I had one like right out the gate, went to New York Comic Con with it, then a bunch of conventions uh, the year that it came out. And the unfortunate thing is that pretty much every convention I went to, it was such a well-done costume that I was constantly being mistaken as a cop on the street. Oh, Uh, no. no. And so I have, when I wore it to Anime New York City, the year before the game came out, uh, so like after I went to New York Comic Con, I fixed it up, brought it to Anime New York City, and went out to a noodle shop with a bunch of other like Resident Evil cosplayers, a photographer, a bunch of dudes, like we drank, we went to like a, a bar afterwards. And so we went to this noodle shop, all of us, we were kind of sequestered away in a corner and then i went to go wait for the bathroom and i wasn't really thinking anything of the fact that you know the i thought i clearly was in a costume i thought it looked very fictional uh there was a guy with me like who was dressed up as albert wesker like that doesn't typically that would kind of denote that hey costumes so then i was waiting by the bathroom and i had a little bit of like blood splatter on my face and on my outfit and when i eventually like almost was in the bathroom uh the wesker came over to me and like told me where everybody was going and then went outside and this guy that was sitting at a table came over to me and he was like oh my god are you in a costume and i was like yeah yeah i'm did you think i was a real cop and he was like yeah i was really afraid like what kind of fucking neighborhood are we in right now (laughs) wow And so, and I kind of had a similar situation with anime next where like people would look at me funny and I was like, let me just, I'm just, when I'm in this Leon cosplay, I'm just going to ride the shuttle back and forth. I'm not going to walk. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and same, same in Pittsburgh. Like I was like, I'll just, I'll get picked up and dropped off by my friends. I will go like across the street to a bar from the con center, but I won't go like walking around downtown because yeah, it, it's a little too Sometimes costumes can be a little too good. Yeah. No, it's fair. People can typically tell that I'm cosplaying. Yeah. There are those weird <laughs> moments, though. Oh, this is definitely with people that I, I hang out with, where someone will mistake you for somebody else. And, like, not m- mistake your character for a different character and just be like, oh, hey, yeah. that guy. And then immediately try to get a picture with you and are like, like, uh, what do I do? I just, this isn't who I uh, who you think I am is not who I'm supposed to be dressed as. Uh. Yeah. yeah, I usually, I'll, I'll usually just kind of roll with it because I'm like, whatever, you know, to yeah. each their own. You think what it is. Because uh, then trying to correct it then makes it weird and uncomfortable. So Absolutely. just kind of rolling with it. Like, oh, yeah. I'll, I'll, whoever you say I am, cool. We'll take, let's take the photo. We'll just go with that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, even when I dress... Okay, I get when I cosplay, I either have some strange guy, and it's always a strange guy, just follow me around or ask me questions. I think the worst one, oh, one, I dressed up as Ruby Rose from RWBY, and one guy who had poor social skills was like following me around, and I didn't even have a wig on. I was just like chilling and, ha- and taking pictures with other characters. Mm-hmm. And this one guy, he dressed up as Ruby and he goes, Oh my God, we're both rubies. We should all get all the rubies. And what about our dad? We should get our-. like, you know, he was like talking about the characters as if they were real at this point. And they were like, we're all from another dimension. And I was like, that's great. I got to go. 
Yeah. Hey, I got to go. Yeah. You know, that, that I can pitch into a bit because of the, I did the casual Bakugo thing with uh, oh, Sierra because she wanted to do a Kotako photo shoot because she really likes the ship. It was adorable. Mm-hmm. I did werewolf. All good. Uh, all good while I was with Sierra. The mo- And even, even like once she changed into Todoroki because... Uraraka was a lot and she got she was getting really kind of overwhelmed by being like femme in a con and I get it but once she was Todoroki it was like all hell broke loose because like people were just and it like and this was like t-shirt and jeans Bakugo Is so that not my ship? like a full That's costume ship. I gotta go I gotta yeah. go check out my ship Mm-hmm. Like there was, oh, no. I went. I went to the bathroom, and Sierra was waiting outside. And so I get out of the men's room, and then there's like this group of kids who were like, "Oh no, she was dressed." Sierra was dressed as Shigaraki, and so she was waiting outside the bathroom for me. I get out of the bathroom because these these like teens were watching her, and then I guess I look young, she looks young. They start screeching at the top of their lungs and yelling, and they're like asking for hugs and photos and like. You know, their parents are all, like, excited, and I'm like, this is so uncomfortable. Like, I, we handled the situation, like, Sierra kind of shut down, but I handled, like, I got, I got us through it. There was no, like, you know, any, we took a photo with them. It was, like, a set of parents taking this gaggle of kids that weren't all theirs. Yeah, yeah. And so I was chatting with the parents, and it was just kind of like, man, like, it's crazy, you know. Yeah. Uh, how many kids come to the to these kind of things and like kind of made it clear to them like my age and then the mom was like oh my god thank you so much she's like but yeah but uh she was like i'm glad that i came with them i was what 26 at the time or 25 now i I just turned 26 she's like you're 26 she's like i'm i'm sure my kids think that you're like you know their age or like yeah she's like i'm i would feel so weird for kids being alone at this kind of thing and i was straight up like yeah i mean even when she's 18 just like encourage your kids stick with your friends because you you never know it's it's very bizarre kids at conventions are are odd especially like going back to selling at cons and stuff like that they can make for some really awkward moments of just not really understanding what they have or what they're holding um Mm -hmm. or like how fragile things are and like every time a child comes by and just decides to play with the toys. Um, and this isn't just a child thing. Because I've had a literal, like, you know, teenage boy walk up in, onto the booth and start transforming all of the Transformers on the on the table. And just be like, why are you doing this? Like, But, like, children especially can be really awkward because they don't necessarily know what you're selling. And, yeah. one, of, and one kid was so attached to this Pokemon VHS that we still had in shrink wrap that was, like, an advert for Hey You Pikachu that they, Mm -hmm. like, mailed out to people with, like, Nintendo magazines and stuff. And it was, like, he would not leave the booth until his mother bought it. And she was trying to explain to him, it's not a game, it's a videotape. I know you don't know what a videotape is, but, like, and it's $50 because it's sealed. And, like, you don't want this. And he's like, no, I want this. You don't want, like, I'm with the mom on this. And I'm like, I'm trying to explain to the child why he doesn't want this thing. And like, don't leave with it. You don't, you're not going to enjoy this. And it's like, she doesn't, can you sell it to me for any less? I'm like, no, I can't. That's what it's yeah. worth. Like, oh she, my it has gosh. the value. Yeah. <laughs> you just Ooh. kind of triggered, remember, reminded me of the time I went to my very first convention. It was Big Apple Comic Con. Right. 
And that was when it was under a church. It wasn't at the Javits Center. Oh, I got a connection as soon as you're done with this. Hold, keep going. Yeah, yeah. And um, I, all I wanted was Sailor Moon stuff. And I was so blessed because Sailor Moon was just canceled. And all of the merch was like $5, $3, dollars $5. So I got some dolls. I was hoping to see the manga because I read about the manga in my brother's magazine. And lo and behold, this big... Ugly look. I'm going to call him an ugly looking guy because that's what he was. He was an ugly looking guy. <laughs> yeah. I'm going over to this booth. Yeah. Look, and he's like, there was comics. They were unlabeled. They were manga. I look, I was like, oh boy, Sailor Moon. The art looks different. Let me pick it up. Oh, oh no. Yep. I was uh, 12 years old and I picked it up and Sailor Mercury was all wet and moist and there was like, Something happened to her and Neflite was there. I, I closed it immediately and I told my mom and she goes, uh, 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 put that back. Who? And she was like, what the heck? The dude, and the dude stood there and said nothing. And like, what? Why? honestly, <laughs> honestly, child predator right there. Who, yeah, listen, if, dude, what's your location? I just want to talk. <laughs> I know. Like my mom took that manga. She was so pissed. I'm sur- I don't remember if she reamed them out. I kind of blocked out the pages because I don't remember what they looked like. And funny enough, there was a guy in a corner who was a furry who said, this isn't for you. You need to step away from the booth. And I respectfully did that. He was my hero. Yeah. <laughs> like- but yeah but that, that's what somebody... That's what the people in charge of those booths are supposed to be doing. Yeah, I guess that was that was back in the day before it was better regulated. Because nowadays you would not have that, and if you did, like you'd be oh, barred. You're a grown ass man mm-hmm. selling what seems to be comics, and children are going to go look at it no matter what. Mm-hmm. It didn't say eighteen and up, so yeah, I I was like kind of sh- shocked. And I, I, I'm, I know I blocked out what the images looked like because I never want to see Sailor Moon or any of the Sailor Scouts in vulnerable positions. You don't want to see that or hear stuff like that as your childhood heroes. So, disgusting man, may you have diarrhea forever. There you go. May your business have imploded. In a church, no have- less. Mm-hmm. In a church. <laughs> no wonder why your mom was like skeptical of you being a nerd. That makes a lot of sense. It was my brother, really. My mom was supportive. It's more, it's more like, well, whatever, you know. Yeah. <laughs> Under God, you're gonna let a twelve-year-old girl <laughs> see Sailor Moon hentai. Oh, so I have a church story about a, a convention. We have <laughs> uh, and it's I love that. I'm here for it. It was one of the most miserable conventions we've ever been to one of the very few conventions i can say we went to and we sold literally nothing like nothing was purchased at all Dang. Um, and it was packed like there were so many people in there there was it was the dealer's room was the main hall and there was a stage and that was what happened you watched the stage and hung out in the dealer's room and there was really nowhere else to go except for like panel rooms downstairs and I was just sitting there at my booth and I'm just slowly but surely losing my mind. And I'm like, just buy something, buy something like somebody, please buy something. And we couldn't leave because it was packed. Everything. Everyone was like a can of sardines, for lack of a better term. And like we weren't leaving. There was no way to leave. Otherwise, we probably would have. 
but it was just miserable. And on top of that, like the worst thing that happened was people were hanging out in front of my booth for like the better part of an hour. And again, I cannot stress enough how many people were jammed into this location and how, how crazy it was that everyone was jammed into this very, into this space and nobody was buying anything. And they're having a conversation. They've been hanging out there for an hour. And slowly the woman turns over and looks over like, oh, wow. I didn't even notice this was here. Oh, oh well. I'm like, And I was ready to like leap across uh, the people and like uh, strangle them. God. It's like, oh, no, I didn't even notice this was here. You've been in front of my booth for an hour. How do you not know I'm here? Like, ma'am. Ma'am. Maybe if you turned ma'am? around, ma'am. <laughs> I'm just yeah. like, I'm just, oh, it's like, I know they didn't mean to be inconsiderate, but it just, it felt so like just jamming the knife in there. Like, oh, yeah. you know, that, that is full tilt salt in the wound. Don't come to me and say those things, ma'am. <laughs> not, not here, yeah, not Just now. go. <laughs> uh, Why would you kick a man when he's already financially down? <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god. It's not the worst like there's only been one real genuine horror story of like someone mistreating us as vendors and that was at I think the first year for Thy Geekdom Con when we showed up and we were not in the dealer's room and I purchased two spots and they gave us a they gave us a corner in the like main hall kind of like where the, the the stage was rather and there were a couple other vendors there, but I was sitting there and I'm kind of like, hey, I got, I ordered two tables. And it's like, oh yeah, you got two tables right here. No, this is like a corner. You like, And I don't mean like a corner as in a sunk in corner. No, I mean like a corner in outwards corner. So I had to man- maneuver oh. myself around there. And I was like, okay, whatever. I'm just going to set up my tables and, we'll, and I'll, whatever. And I'll, I'll move on. But was this moment where like, I couldn't push my, my table past the corner. I had to stay behind where the corner was. And I'm sitting what? here and I'm like, what? How, how do they see me? Like, you can't even let me push up enough to be like up to to the rest of the table here. And I'm just trying to explain this to him. And he's just getting very heated with me where he's like screaming at us and just kind of like, tells us like, like, I'm sick and tired of you guys talking about like or needing to do this or something or complaining about it. Like you can like if I hear about you one more time, you you can you can leave. I right, Give me a refund. I, I mean, me I, I didn't know what to do. I was like, I was sitting there. I was like, buddy, like, I no one can see me. Like, you have this other people here. It's like, well, if you want this spot, you have to pay for it. I'm like, I don't. What spot? You mean the two feet in front of my table? Like, yeah. Oh, I was so aggravated. Like, just legitimately couldn't stand it. I mean, I we made money that day, so I wasn't gonna complain too much. I can only imagine how much money we would have made had we been in an actual space. But we yeah. made, like a, we made more than enough profit to justify being there. But like his mother was very nice, uh, who we also talked to at the convention. But the guy was just being an asshole like the entire time. It was really mean. Lo and behold, I, I we did see him come a couple times. But over at Anime Next, he came by. We did go back to the Geekdom Con. Uh, he was not mean, but the convention was also garbage because <laughs> we didn't sell anything. <laughs> um, but like it that was, sucks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it was like the guy had improved his attitude, so like I didn't think too much of it. That was a weird con though because that was the time uh it was a decidedly like kind of a video game-esque uh, uh, convention where there was like a furry and a green neon fursuit singing uh-oh i um, might I oh i know them oh <laughs> all right <laughs> I'm, i was sitting there i'm just kind of like is that the entertainment for today is just uh, the furry and the green neon and the neon fursuit okay, okay whatever yep. what other entertainment do you need yeah exactly whatever entertainment do you need <laughs> But, and I, the thing oh. is, Yoko is not being facetious when she says, 
I know them because Yoko does know an insane amount of people in in furry conventions. Yeah, I I keep quiet now, like significantly quiet. I'm gonna say I know the the main runner up people, the ones that were popular, who really got nothing for it. <laughs> like they were popular, and they weren't. They just did nothing. But I have one last story. Oh god, yeah, they were socialites. Yes, that's the. They were the dancing furs or the famous fursuit maker who invented a furry um, species and sold it for thousands of dollars. <sighs> but I do have one last story. It is an epic tale, if we have time. Yeah, okay. yeah go for it. So at this con, one of my buddies, whose name I shall not mention, was quite the stud at these furry cons. And men loved him. Women loved him. Everyone in between loved him. He was like... What would you call it? Um, Wolf from those Tex Avery cartoons. I don't know. Anyway, my wolf friend brought a girl, like, talked to this girl on Omegle. Never talked to anybody on Omegle. Yeah. First mistake. Yes. Invited her to this con, and she was 18, and she just was... I'm not I'm not trying to be mean, but I have to say it just to describe who what she looks like, okay? So please I have respect for people with <laughs> different people, different size, shapes, colors, what this person looked like porky porky pig. And Frisky okay. never met okay. him. Just I have to describe her like that just to give you context to the rest of the story. Okay. So she comes, we hang out, you know, it, it's at first she seems pretty all right but she starts uh <laughs> talking to me about how much she likes my buddy and she just wants to be with him and he's like okay with it i guess at the time he wasn't like 100 percent down even though they were flirting whatever so long story short she starts drinking and she's not supposed to drink she she lied about her age and she got booze somehow. Oh, I wasn't no. around. I was wandering around doing my thing. Uh, I got back from dancing. I had a great time. My buddy's talking, and she comes into the room. This is the this is the first time she comes into the room, and she's talking about like trying to seduce my friend, and my friend come and all of a sudden she goes into the bathroom, takes off her pants, walks around with in a red shirt, looking like Winnie the Pooh, and running around and she drops things in front of my friend oh, and she no. goes oopsie <laughs> i dropped it <laughs> and it was the most awkward sight because there's two other people in the room like this she's just doing this out in the open and he was like yeah interesting and his eyes get like wide but he's looking at me for help <laughs> like what there's are you gonna no do help for that yeah <laughs> I know, I know, I don't, I, I have no idea. So I like, I grabbed my thing and I left him. But then the next day they were like, nah, she can't stay in our room. She snores. She's, she's too loud. My friend's mom hates her. <laughs> and, and also no one in the room wants her there. No, nobody, nobody wanted her there because she kept walking around like Porky Pig with no pants on. Just like, seriously, she threw out the whole con. Every time she came through the room, no panties. 
no pants, gone. Can't deal with that. Just if like you, Winnie the Pooh. Just yeah. like Winnie But still wearing a top. <laughs> just like Winnie the Pooh. Yep. Yep. And, oh, you know, the story ends when we leave. And I never had to see. She also almost squished me, by the way. I almost died. Oh. And that's what the story. Yeah. In fursuit. And I literally almost passed I out. Just, that was really bad. <laughs> like, I have I have two kind of stories that sound that are going off of this. Uh, one is very short, which is. I'm ready. Which is whenever you, uh, like when I got drunk at a convention, like which I often don't really do. Like it only happened twice. Another one's a story for another day. Like this one is just like, all right, I was at a con and uh, it was one of the early anime necks before we started vending back when they were in multiple hotels at once, which was terribly disorganized. And yeah. I had, I, I can hold my alcohol. I can. And I had three drinks and I was just done i was just absolutely just like wow hold on wait i'm not just tipsy i'm like hammered i'm waking up with a hangover this is bad uh and to the point where i was like getting up in the middle of the night like not able to walk around i do the most awkward thing like i think i've ever done in my life which is fall into someone else's bed oh and i'm i'm, I'm drunk i don't know what i'm doing and i'm like like what's going on like i don't even know like why is someone here i'm, act I'm acting really like weirded out and offended because like as far as I know, this is I'm supposed to be sleeping here, and I'm wondering why there's like two people in my bed, and I'm like, what's happening? And they're like, get out of the bed! Like, what? what how, who are you? That's adorable. Oh, no. <laughs> but anyway, uh, the other one is uh, having to do with the hotel room. Uh, friends of mine, you know, they're not too close to friends with anymore. They invited me to go to this convention with them, and I was like, oh, I don't know if I really want to go, but uh, like maybe I'll be there tomorrow. Like, so yeah, but you can come to our room, you can stay tonight. I'm like, maybe I don't know. So I decide, like, and this is partially my fault. I should have messaged them and said I'll take them up on the offer instead of just saying being wishy washy about it. I show up and I'm like, oh hey, I did make it. I'm here. Uh, to which they, the two of my friends, look at me like, oh my god, you can't be here. I'm like, what? Why? Like, I you, I drove out to the convention that you invited me to. I don't. What what's yeah. going on? Like you just you can't stay in the room tonight. Like why? There's plenty of room there. I you told me I'd be sleeping on the floor. I'll find sleeping on the floor. No, you just you, you can't do it. And I'm like I don't understand what's going on. Like and me being the idiot that I am, I'm not understanding that like this is apparently a a group sex thing that like, <gasps> oh. like they don't want to say it. And but like there's <laughs> other people who were clearly invited to this thing. And I was just invited to the con because, like, they're my friends. They're just being nice to me and want me to go to a convention. Oh, with them. no. Um, and lo and behold, they organize or figure out later they're going to do this group sex thing. And I'm, you know, I'm just kind of there. Like, okay, so, like, I just want to sleep in the room. We're real sorry, no. I'm like, what, what am I supposed to do? I, I, like, I drove out here. I can't go home. Yeah. Like, I needed like, to give you a heads up. Like, they didn't have to say why. Just be like, oh, yeah, you can't come until... The day of the con. Yeah, or like, you know. or like, text me when you're done. You know, like, just yeah. Like, I'm gonna We're adult. all adults can, here. Yeah, tell me to hang out <laughs> and play oh, Pokemon boy. in the lobby, and then just be yeah. like, you can come in now, and then just pull. All right, totally. <laughs> then fine. you could be like, wow, it smells like booty in here. <laughs> like, no, oh, instead man. I slept oh, in my boy. car, and that was. Oh. <laughs> 
That was the first night of the convention. The rest of the convention was fine, though. It was absolutely okay. The f- Wait, the fact that they were so hunkered down on it that they were like, yeah, no, Al is sleeping in his car because we need to have this orgy, <laughs> and we're not going to wrap it up early enough for him to come back. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <sorry>. <laughs> <laughs> oh, like, I mean, God. that's commitment to the booty. I hope it was good booty. <laughs> That was make your friend sleep in the car booty. Yeah, I mean, I Dang. hope it was. I hope it was worth it. I hundred yeah. percent. I hope <laughs> it better have been some incense and everything. One of the uh, sorted uh, convention stories I think we can share is our times running into zealist celebrities. This happens to me a decent amount, actually. You'd be surprised, like where YouTubers were kind of show up at the booth and just sort of do random youtube stuff and sometimes they're fun like the few times that we've met uh matt mcmuscles uh he's a delight yeah he's a he's an absolutely charming human being uh i love that yeah there was a satchel many years ago uh, a few other ones but one of the weirdest ones at the con has always been uh pat the nes punk who is or was from jersey is not now to his credit he tries very hard to like be active and like make his presence known and be not try and be noticed, quote unquote, be jovial with the vendors and be like, Hey, how's everybody doing? But God forbid the man runs into a human being who's just there to do their job. Um, which is sadly <laughs> oh. what happened to Heather. And I was, I'm just kind of hanging back and he's trying his best to be like, Hey, video games. Right. And she's like, I just, I just work here. Like, yeah, but you know what you are, right? Like, so you're just, you know, because you're like in video games. And she's like, I just, I, I just work here, but I don't know. And, like, and having no idea who he is and having no idea what he's talking about, it's just this really strenuous situation where I'm just like, oh no, please stop embarrassing me, my, my coworker and yourself, sir. Yeah. Yeah, oh. but also like Heather, come on, just throw him a bone. Like you know, that'll get the situation over with faster. Yeah. Just, say, just say video games at him. Just say like Nintendo, yeah, say and then he'll be. Fine. Oh, oh. God. what a baby! That's so sweet and adorable. And like he's he's not a bad guy in real life. I'm sure he's very. I'm sure he's very much able to do that. But like yeah. at a convention, I assume like it's yeah, at part a video of that game con. So, yeah. yeah. Well, I had a lot of run-ins with voice actors and actresses, uh-huh. and I had no idea who they were. I ran into the voice actress for Rainbow Dash, and she was a sweetheart. Her name is Ashley Ball. And I walked up to her, and I was like, hi, what are you doing? And she goes, oh, I'm the voice actress for Rainbow Dash and uh, Fluttershy. Sorry, whatever I said before. Um I was like, what? <laughs> Nani? Um, and then I met, uh, if anybody's seen Ruby, uh, Pira Nikos, the voice actor for actress for Pira Nikos, uh-huh. the character that dies. Her name was Jen Brown. What a wonderful human being. She was she came to my friend's booth. I was helping her sell pins. She shook my hand. She had a lanyard that said Kruby on it. And I was like, oh, man, you work on Ruby. I love that show. What do you do? Oh, you know, <laughs> sound engineering. <laughs> and I was like, wow, that must be so cool. I go to the voiceover panel. This girl was front and center on stage. 
at the voiceover panel, along with Miles Luna, Lindsay Jones, Barbara Duckman, and unfortunately, Vic Mignogna was there. And um, yeah, unfortunately, Actually, I was gonna I was gonna lead into my Vic story. <laughs> oh yeah, all right, and, and there you go. And Vic is next. Go ahead. So I was just yeah. So I, at the ripe age of sixteen, decided it would be a fantastic idea to cosplay as Mello from Death Note. And so I was I was in my edgy anime phase, you know, uh, where I was only watching like Death Note and Wolf's Rain and Witch Hunter Robin and just edgy. You <laughs> said <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> Listen, it was on Toonami, okay? Uh, or not Toonami, uh, Adult Swim. So my friend is massive, like can barely breathe when she thinks about Full Metal Alchemist, like big fan. And we're at this teeny tiny little like college con. And she is sitting next to me filming the whole thing. Cause like she, she desperately wanted to go to the Vic Mignogna panel and she wanted to meet him. And she was so excited and she was filming the whole thing. Uh, so I've, I've tried to see if the video was still up, but she did take it down. Like she deleted her YouTube channel. So the video was lost to time. But so I was like, I didn't care. I don't want to be there, but my friend didn't want to be alone. So it's just like constant screeching and yelling. And then he made some like comments playing into his fangirls. And I made a mini skirt army joke. And him, he just kind of like, he, he took an affront to this, like seemingly playfully. And then he, so he kind of like comes over and he's like kind of berating me. And then he goes and he leans in and he puts his hand like on my neck, like on my face, like head right next to my ear and whis whispers essentially like, man, like I'd love to see you in a mini skirt. I'd love to see your <laughs> mini skirt. And then every, so like that's in my one ear and my other ear is getting blown the fuck out because all of the girls are screeching and it's single hand. And then afterwards, cause my friend, cause like after that, I'm like, mm, I'm not letting my friend go alone up to this douchebag. So we go up there and like for her to get his autograph. And she was just, she was beside herself with jealousy. She was like, oh my God, he touched you. And that's how these pieces of shit get away with it. Yep. So then she's like really excited and she's like, oh, you know, like, can I have a hug? And he's like, no, you know, I don't really do hugs. And then, so he like shook her hand and then, but he was like watching me as he was talking to her. And then he went, and he, he said, he said to her, I don't do hugs. And then he went and he wrapped his arms around me and his hands were going low. And I'm like, dude, if you didn't think I was a girl, I didn't, I doubt this would be happening. But because I looked feminine as a teenager. Yeah. Ooh. So, yeah, I have not watched Full Metal Alchemist since. I nope. don't watch things good with call, him good call. I'm like, you're just gross. Can I, can I just <laughs> say, like, it is not limited to our, these YouTubers and voice actors. Mm -hmm. So one RetroCon, there was a guy who was a toy designer. Who oh, boy. Absolutely milked the fact that he made this like a couple of these transformers toys for everything it was worth and like i sat there for like a hot second watching him sort of like at, at his booth just kind of sit there like so this is why i made this decision while we were de designing this particular toy and i just thought it was like and there's like a number of like he's attracting like you know a couple like young women and yeah like I'm sitting there, I'm like the man is literally talking about toy design. Like, why the hell is this happening? Like, I'm a little, <laughs> I'm a little confused. But also, like, he was kind of a jackass, and just like the women there were kind of 
well, they were a little young. They were a little young. This this gentleman who continued to talk <sighs> about uh, how cool it was that he designed a leader class Sentinel Prime for Dark of the Moon. You know, I'm a little uncomfortable with what you're doing here, sir. You're like, and you're you're clearly yeah. pushing most men here that want to engage in conversation with you away because you don't want to convert. You want to converse. You want to just talk and like have people listen to you. And in like, mm, yeah, I'm getting some bad vibes here. Some of them bad vibes. Oof. Yeah. Because that, and again, that's one of those things where that could definitely just be an ego thing. I'm like, as long, at least as long as you keep your hands to yourself, sir, and don't get inappropriate with the young girls. Nope. Just, you know. Yep. <laughs> just keep your hands to yourself. <laughs> I just That's the moral of the story. I just want don't people be a to just stop. <laughs> just go away. No, you're right. You so right. <laughs> Lo and behold, what happened, Yoko? <laughs> we all stopped well, and everyone went away. But you know, I think we've learned something today that maybe we shouldn't be so anxious to to get back to to real life as as we might uh, have thought we should be. I think we're. I'm thinking I'm okay actually for a little while longer, not have to worrying about these uh, these events anymore. No, I think I think I'm with you. <laughs> This conversation has definitely taught me, like, no, I should appreciate my lack of social interaction. I, like, this is this has been good. No, yeah, more yeah. actually, please. Yeah, a little bit longer break from conventions. Just, yeah. just, just a bit longer. Uh, we're of course joking to a certain extent, and but like, you know, hopefully one day we do get back out there and like we'll have good times again. Uh, I want to thank you both so much for showing up and sharing your stories with me. Thanks for having me again. Yeah, thanks for inviting me. I'm honored. <laughs> And thank you all for joining us. You can go ahead and follow us in the podcatcher of your choice, uh, non-productive, uh, or you can go ahead and follow us on our Facebook fan club, which is uh, facebook.com slash group slash non-pro. Good night, everybody. Good night. Oh, yes, me. This has been a non-productive media presentation. Executive producer, Frank Hablaoui. This program and many others like it on the Non-Productive Network is distributed under a Creative Commons Attribution Non-Commercial No Derivatives License. Please share it, but ask before trying to change it or sell it. For more information, visit non-productive.com.